It's time to go to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline, the conservative voice of the state of Indiana. All right, Beckwith, your buddy Jim Banks. He was on with Tony today. Uh, All in on the Kevin McCarthy uh, vote. He is a professional McCarthy cheerleader. That seems an odd strategy to run for Senate. You love Banks. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, okay, here's the thing. I think you've got to recognize that the conservatives for many years have been, we die on every hill. Every hill we're going to die on. Well, when that happens, Rob, there are no more conservatives left to fight because we've died on every hill. I think Banks is, he's shrewd as a snake, but as innocent as a dove is what the Bible tells us to be. He's a conservative. He's bold. He stood up. Wait, 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 wait. What was that again? I'm making sure I'm jotting that down properly. (laughs) Okay. Be shrewd as a snake Uh and as innocent as a dove, which basically means to be as crafty and as wise as as a serpent is, but as innocent as a dove is. And that's kind of what the Lord is calling, uh, you know, Christians and and, and us to be. And so what I've found over the last, you know, 20 years of just watching and and seeing what's going on is we're, we're, we tend to be innocent, but we are not shrewd. We're not crafty. We, we don't know how to, the system works. And we just go in and say, this is wrong. I'm going to die on this hill today. And then, and then you die on the hill and there's no, you're not, you're not alive to wait, fight wait, another day. Wait, wait. Okay. So, so time out. So is this like Jim yeah. Banks is like Muhammad Ali float like a butterfly sting like a bee? <laughs> is that what you're, is that what you're yeah. selling me today? Sure, that works. That okay, works. Uh, yeah, uh, that's Rob's uh, translation. Sure. Okay, so it's one thing to say, well, you know, I wanted A, B, and C, and I held out for A, B, and C, and I got A, B, and C. So now let's go. He didn't do any of that though. He was in from the beginning and voted for the guy the entire time and was cheerleading for the guy the entire time. I mean, he he's now hooked, right? I mean, it's it's not unfair to say, we, we know McCarthy's going to sell us out. We know McCarthy's going to screw us over. We know McCarthy hates conservatives. So when he does that, and it could be the debt ceiling coming up here, Banks doesn't have any excuse, right? I mean, he owns Kevin McCarthy. Well, I do think he owns Kevin McCarthy, sure. But I, I also think, too, everybody knew in that chamber that McCarthy was going to get it. It was just a matter of what concessions was he going to make. Now, I, I, I love the 20. I thought the Rebels did a great job holding out. And, sure, would, would it have been cool to see Jim in that in that group? Yeah, but I'm not – that, that to me, is, is small potatoes. Jim has proven to be a, a bold voice. He has pushed back on the cancel culture time and time again. I look at him in the same ranks as I look at, like, a Jim Jordan. And keep in mind, Jim Jordan also supported Kevin McCarthy. And Jim Jordan is probably one of the strongest uh, stalwart conservatives that we have in Congress. But, again, it's that mindset of, hey, we know McCarthy's going to get it. We're not, we're not dumb enough to die on this hill right now. We, we've got other fish to fry. And I don't necessarily see McCarthy in the same vein as I see, like, a Paul Ryan. Like, that's still yet to be seen. Could he become a Paul Ryan? Sure, maybe. But McCarthy is much more open to the Trump uh, America first kind of policies because, because he's, he's, he's actually already – uh, given some concessions, which I I find you know pretty awesome. But Micah, he did it. Casey needs to hop in here, but he did it by force. <laughs> he didn't do it because he wanted to. He did it because he's a power hungry narcissist who wanted to be speaker. Come on. Sure, I agree with that. But at the same time, I don't think Paul Ryan would have would have allowed that to happen. I don't think John Boehner would have allowed that to happen. I think they would have said because they they met resistance too. The Food Caucus was was around back then. They met resistance and they never gave in. 
And so I think uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic when it comes to McCarthy. I don't think he's going to be. He's. I don't think he's politically foolish enough to just ignore the conservatives like the Paul Ryans have done in the past. The conservative movement has a tidal wave of support behind it, and I think that's why that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. And and I think Jim Jim gets that. I think he understands that. I don't think he he necessarily felt like he had to go die on that hill that day. And so. Well, he, you're right. You're right. He, and in case you pop in here, he didn't die on the hill that day, or the next day, or the next day. I mean, he just kept day after day. He said, "I'm not going up there." Casey, go ahead. All right, Micah. So we've mentioned serpents and doves and butterflies and bees and fish. I'm wondering if you can answer this question without mentioning any animals. Uh, talk to me about Jim Banks's anti woke caucus that he's creating. I love it. So it reminds me of this one time when I had this dog, okay? And so I'm just, <laughs> is, this, is this another story about how you shot the dog or we're going to shoot the dog? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. No, you're right. He did that so he could mention an animal. I get it. I get it. All right, keep going. No, no. no. So the anti-woke caucus, I loved it. I, uh, I actually talked to Jim yesterday and, uh, and was interviewing him for a, a show that I'm hosting later this week. And, and, uh, and so he, he, we were talking about the anti-woke caucus, and he specifically told me, he said, the woke agenda is, is, a, is going to destroy America's future if we don't stop it now. We have a very limited window on stepping up and saying we're not going to put up with this nonsense. And again, this has been this is if you would have said to someone 20 years ago, we would be battling this fight in the military where we now are concerned with these made up pronouns for our soldiers to worry about rather than bullets and bombs. You would have said, I'm crazy. But here we are. And I'm telling you, this is a national security threat because China is getting stronger by the day and we're getting weaker by the day. And so Jim sees that. That's why I think he started the anti-woke caucus. And I, I love it. I just think it's, a, it's he goes on the offensive. Jim is an offensive-minded guy. And for too long, conservatives have always been on the defense. Uh, Mike Beck with this, our guest, before we get off of Banks, he should absolutely come on this show and answer those questions, right? And he's not going to do that. No, I no, no, I think he should. And I, I don't know. I think he would. Have you, have you extended the op? Have you reached out? Have you texted him? Did you call him? Did you send him flowers? Oh, oh, Micah, Micah, <laughs> when you get passive-aggressive tweets from the lawmaker who then doesn't respond when you say, call me, let's talk about it, I assume he's listening. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. The Bible says, Rob, and since you've been going to my church, I'm going to speak to you as, as your pastor now. It says, if you have an offense, go to your brother. And so you need to go call him, text him. Reach out to him, not in a tweet, but reach out to him and say, "Hey, man, let's let's hash this out. We'd love to love to talk with you and and see where uh, see where we are in these things." Speaking of uh, church and life, church, Mike and I did a little uh, lunch on Friday, and it was like Elvis was in the building. People coming up and talking to Micah at the local Chick Fil A here in uh, the greater downtown area. But you did have. I asked you. I asked Micah. I said, "Am I being?" too mean like do i need to change my style on how i do stuff here and you made a biblical reference on that too and i don't want to say it because well i don't want to you know get in trouble or anything but you are the man uh that is the preacher on sunday you you said uh my behavior is similar at least in style to who to John the Baptist i see you as a as a kind of a John the Baptist esque voice where you're you're out there. You're saying the hard things. You're saying the tough truths. You are. That's what I like about you, Rob. And 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 I love Casey and you guys. You guys go back and forth, but you but you speak truth. You're not afraid to say what you believe is true. John the Baptist was that way. Now it got him killed. I mean, he lost his, <laughs> he lost his, 
he lost he lost his head over it. Hmm. But he was he was that voice in the wilderness that said, "This is the truth," and all y'all who aren't following it, you are wrong, and I'm going to let you know you're wrong. And people hated him for it because because he was so offensive to to the lies of the world. And and I I see you that way. I do think though, you know, Jesus was John's cousin, and and Jesus he could. He could throw punches for sure. I mean, he turned the tables over. He made a whip, and he, he cracked people over the back with a whip. When like, He could get mad, but he, he wasn't quite as he, – he would talk in parables. He would sometimes come in with a little bit softer voice, but it doesn't mean that John the Baptist wasn't needed for that time. And the Bible is very specific. It says John is going to go prepare the way for the, for the one who is the way. Okay. And, I just, I just like to real quick just make sure the Lord knows I am in no way comparing myself to John the Baptist, no way putting us on the same level of importance. I would just, I just want to put all of that out there. Not that God doesn't already know that, but I'm just putting that out there. Hey, Casey, who would you say Rob reminds you of in the scriptures? <laughs> You oh, you know what, Micah? I'm not in any position or qualified to answer that question. But you did have a question. Me... You did have a question for Micah, right? I do have a question. You know what? I'm going to bounce off of that and okay. get off politics for just a second, but maybe kind of stay on politics. My question for you, Micah, can you tell us and give everybody some advice who is struggling with forgiveness? Well, that's a that's a great question. So because uh, she asked that because she has to work with me, Micah. So <laughs> I thought she was going to say when I said, "Hey, who's who, what character in scripture do you remind me of?" I thought she was going to say Balaam's talking ass. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's always a good one. You can remember that one for next time, Casey. Okay, uh, thank you. So, yeah. so yes, yeah. forgiveness because we have to forgive Jim Banks for his fifteen votes for Kevin McCarthy. We have to forgive Jim Banks for saying he wanted to be whip, and then like a month later saying I, I don't even want to be in the house anymore. Yes, forgiveness. Go ahead. Okay, well, so two things. One, the Lord wants us to act like he acts and, and model his behavior, and he ultimately is the greatest, most compassionate forgiver of the universe. I mean, he, if, it, if there's anyone who has, is justified in not forgiving people for their trespasses, it's him not forgiving us. But yet he forgave us, and not only that, he sacrificed himself while we were still sinners, the Bible says Christ died for us. So even when we were enemies with God, God still forgave us. So we want to model that behavior. But here's, here's why it's good for you to forgive. It's because I've, said, I've heard it said, and I think this is so true, that when you're bitter towards someone, bitterness is like drinking a glass of poison and hoping it kills the other person. You're not, you're not doing anything to the other. When you hold on to bitterness, when you hold on to resentment, you're not doing anything to the other person. All it's doing is, is hurting you and it's destroying your very soul. And, and if you don't let that go... It will, it will ultimately destroy you. And that's why the Lord said you got to forgive, not, not because the other person deserves it, but because you, you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself, and he doesn't want to see you hurt yourself. And one of the best ways to forgive people, and if, you're, if you're struggling with this, one of the best ways to do this is just to begin to pray for them. I've had, trust me, it's hard to do. I, I, there are people in my life that I do not like, and the Lord says you need to forgive them. I'm They've raising my hand, Micah. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's radio. No one can see that. So, uh, no, see ya. But but I when I the Lord says he says Micah pray for them I I'm like I can't pray for them he says just open your mouth and pray so all I do is I say Lord I just pray for that person today would you just be with them all right and that's Rob. all I say. that's all I say and, Rob and is going to be doing some praying for Jim Banks then <laughs> right. there actually there's a long list of people I think that Rob should start praying for.
Well, I thought, I think it's the opposite. I think people who are listening are going to be okay. I need to start praying for Rob that way. So. Uh, okay. He is the conservative voice of the state of Indiana, Pastor Micah Beckwith. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, guys. Love you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.